Stitchcraft podcast. I have no idea what number this is. It's been weeks. <laughs> it has. It has been probably, uh, well, it's been a month for sure since yeah. we last uh, recorded. I think since we last posted. It is episode 35. I was definitely going to say 36, but you know, I didn't want to offend our podcast by saying it was older <laughs> than it wasn't. Mm, I don't know. I got to be honest. As somebody who just turned a year older, I'm pretty into it. So that's okay. Our podcast is slowly catching up with me, which is excellent. <laughs> Not well. Oh, wait, never mind. It's going to catch up with me, too. It's true. 36. Yeah, it's coming. It's, it's coming. coming in fast. <laughs> coming in hot. Um, yes. Yeah. Oh, forgot to introduce Hi. myself. I'm yes. Island. I'm Miranda. <laughs> And, and we've done this before. I was just thinking <laughs> as I was like trying to get all my stuff set up. I was like, do I even remember how to do this? Uh, you know, I feel like the state dependent memory is going to kick in where I'm sitting in the chair. I'm looking at your beautiful face that our listeners cannot see. Thank goodness. <laughs> Eventually. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, you know, I'm not. Um, I'm not. I wouldn't say that I'm not looking my best, but I certainly uh, aimed to have a radio face today. That's what I was working on. So I'm growing a third eye. Um, I, for whatever reason, I am getting zits in the middle of my forehead to the side of my eyebrows. It is clearly third eye situation. I need to, I need to, I'm going to make this a spiritual thing and just be like, I'm going to get more in tune myself. And by that, I mean, relax, maybe just relax a little bit. Yeah, relaxing um, helps. We have not been relaxing very much over the last month, which is part of the reason that we have been so absent. Mm-hmm. It's been, it's, you know, your birthday and your birth month are always kind of bananas. The time that follows it is always bananas. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to. Big gonna Leo ever, season where everything goes haywire. And now we're in the big Virgo season where everyone's like, oh shit, we got to get our shit together. <laughs> like there's a, Leo is always like dramatic, flair, fun times. Me, 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 me. And Virgo's like, you, 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 you. <laughs> Here's a to-do list. <laughs> um, well, speaking of relaxing, what do you got in your cup? Uh, I just invented a thing, um, which is not that creative. Like, I shouldn't give myself that much Island, there's, there's creativity in everything, so just go with it. <laughs> mm, I like that. So I made a uh, summer gin and tonic. Um, so I use the Ann Arbor, it's not called Ann Arbor, the Arbor Distilling Company summer gin from a couple summers ago because I just, you know, we, we've had this conversation that like I just don't go through any booze that quickly. So I get really excited about it and I buy all of it. And then I have like one drink every three weeks or something <laughs> from all of the stuff that I've impulse purchased. Um, so I have like what? a bottle of Mestija, which was like this Greek liqueur that I was super pumped about when we were in Greece. I have made zero cocktails with it. <laughs> you um, should call your next cocktail you make with it. You should call it goose egg. 
I never drink this. (laughs) That's why you win it. That's my personal challenge for next podcast is to make a freaking Mestia drink and just drink it because we've had it in the house now for almost two years. Is that and also I open like, it and I sniff oh, it and I'm like, ooh, that's delightful. And then I put it right back. <laughs> I wonder if it's also like, I'm in Greece. Holy shit, this tastes amazing because I'm eating all this, you know, Greek food and I'm in the Greek culture and I'm in the Greek weather and I'm in the whatever, whatever, whatever's. And so you're just like, this is the best. It's kind of, I'm trying to think, like, I've never bought brandy before, but after a couple old fashioned from Wisconsin, I now own a bottle of brandy. Right. This is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, what am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and the other thing about that, so I'll save the conversation about Mestija until I um, actually make a beverage with it and then read a little bit more about it again. But um, it is also one of those things that you can only get in Greece or from, you can only get it from Greece because there are certain trees that they use to make it and they only grow on this one island and this one place, you know, so like it, it's even more... Um, that way yes it's even more (laughs) like oh i'm in this moment um so yes i use the arbor distilling company summer gin which is a bright yellow it kind of it looks almost like um they put turmeric in it which i don't think they did but that's kind of like the vibrancy that it has which is strange for a gin um and then i use the celery simple syrup that i made before which i think i talked about on the podcast before yeah the last uh, one for sure sounds so good and um jack rudy's tonic syrup and so i made it sort of like a celery gin and tonic with the summer gin which has like some grassy notes to it and then i topped it off with um grapefruit bitters oh yeah i like I like I it. That's super summary. I like it. And um, I put it in my, I think I've talked about these glasses before, but I have this set of four um, tumblers or lowball glasses that I got from um, the a fundraiser for um, HIV AIDS research. Um, and the glasses were called... Um, the 2012 House of Leibovitz Dribble Collection, um, official candy ass four season highballs, but it doesn't look like a highball glass to me. It looks like a it's tumbler. It's a squat pint or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, for Acrea Unframed. So the name of the fundraiser is Acrea Unframed. And the um, they're seasonal glasses. So this one says, it's summer and the sky is tinted with my fancy sunglasses that give me a headache I feel so 30 want my number (laughs) this was someone's ramble this is amazing that they put that on a cup for a fundraiser like come back (laughs) yeah so House of Leibovitz um it has a really like sharp sense of humor and so all of their seasonal all the seasonal glasses that are part of this set have some other sassy thing that they say but um I really like that uh, my fancy sunglasses that give me a headache. I feel so 30, want my number. <laughs> really, Toby? Is this what we're going to do now? This is what we do? No. Sorry about that, guys. Okay. Um, but I kind of want to read the rest. Of, hmm? I kind of want to read the rest of the glasses. If The whole set has like little like wittyisms, you know, funny little yes. things. Someone took the time to do that, and I appreciate that. 
It's true. Um, and I think House of Leibovitz is creatively basically one guy in New York who um, has a real flair for um, just interesting looking things. And um, I want to say his name is like Corey Leibovitz, but I didn't look that up before the podcast. So apologies if I um, remembered his name incorrectly, but uh, he's he's a famous art dude, and if I knew more about art, I'd be like, oh my god, doesn't everybody know about this guy? But, uh, you know, we don't. Um, anyway, so over the course of the podcast, I'm sure that you will see me or hear me have a drink out of each of those seasonal glasses, and I will read them to you as they come up. I like it. I'm into it. How about you? Well, um, I, well, I'm going to get some pre, some pretext. Is that what we say? Some a context. Pre- pretext? Say, I was like, what pretext is that? pretext is an excuse for what you're going to do. Context is, an, is the information surrounding your story. Some context. <laughs> but I also <laughs> should apologize for this is going to be a mess. But anyways, um, well, it's a funny story involving a speeding ticket. So, nice. Yeah. So this past weekend, um, my mom and I went to my cousin Carly, I say mine, our cousin Carly's wedding, um, up in the UP, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. And I'm coming from Minnesota, from Minneapolis. And when you do that, you drive through Wisconsin, the homeland, the best place, God's country. Anyways, so <laughs> I'll come up with even more phrases. Um, <laughs> anyways, the dairy barn. Anyways, so we're going through Wisconsin. And I was like, Mom, we got to stop. And she's like, I know you've got to get some beer before you get to the UP. <laughs> she's like, and you, I know <laughs> my mom, you know, my mom, our mom doesn't drink. Mm-hmm. Like she has like a sip a couple times a year, if that, and it, it needs to be a really special moment. She just isn't into it. So anyways, the fact that I was like, mom, I got to stop. And she's like, yeah, you better get some beer. I was like, all right, she's on, she's on my program. She's with my program. So we stop um, right in Superior, Wisconsin, which is right over from Duluth. And uh, I stopped at a kind of a crappy liquor store, but I, I bought all that I could. Because the thing is, you can't show up to a family event on the, you know, at either side, Williams or Horton side. We cannot show up to a family event without a gift. And a mm-hmm. gift means food or booze. One of the two. I was not a part of the food arrangement, so I brought booze. And the thing is, I know that they had booze too, but there's never enough. There's never enough. And uh, so I went ahead, I bought a 12-pack of New Glarus. I bought a four-pack of Fulton Grapefruit Lonely Blonde, which I'm a fan of Lonely Blonde normally, um, but I love the grapefruit flavor of this one. It's almost like a a stronger shandy um, into it. So anyways, the only thing that's a problem with these cans of this Fulton Lonely Blonde is that it looks like my Spindrift cans, except a little taller. So -hmm. if I'm not looking real close, I'm having beer you know, in the middle of the day. So I just got to be real careful when I grab them. Is but, say, um, I thought that that was a spin drift actually. Right. No, the same like little like round fruity logo and mm-hmm. kind of a, a very dangerous situation. But anyways, so I bought that. I bought a bunch of champagne, champagnes in cans, which by the way, guys, I didn't know this. A 12 ounce can of champagne is a half a bottle of wine. I didn't know that. And so when I handed those out, I kind of thought they were like just things to go. And then I just realized like you would never pour that as a glass. No. <laughs> and so I was like, whoops, whoopsie do. <laughs> like just sorry, gang. Anyways, 
So the speeding ticket part, because it's just the best possible speeding ticket I could have ever gotten in my life. If anyone has driven with me, which is not that many, because I didn't start driving until like four or five years ago, I speed, which is really dumb for being someone who hasn't driven that long. But I do like driving the speed limit and exceeding the speed limit. And when we stopped to get beer, I started to pick up the pace, got pulled over in Wisconsin. And when they asked you know, oh, how fast do you think you were going? And I was like, oh, definitely in the 70s. And they're like, yeah, it's 55. And I'm like, yeah, I did that. And they were like, where are you going? And I was like, my family fish fry. It's a rehearsal dinner for a wedding. And they were like, okay. Like, they, it was the nicest police officer. He's like, would you like to see the, sp- the uh, radar reading? And I was like, or not radar, the, is it speedometer? No, mm-hmm. what is it? That's radar. Anyways, radar. like, would you like to go look at the radar? And I was like, nah, I believe you. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. And he's like, if you want to, and then as he handed me the ticket, he was like, if you want to, if you want to contest it, I was like, I won't, cause you're right. And, then, but they knew that we needed to get to the fish fry, so they get, they hurried it up. <laughs> they made sure that we got there. Well, I mean, they didn't make sure of anything, but it was definitely. They didn't drag it out. They didn't drag it out. He was really clear. I was really clear. I was really honest. He was honest. Like we were just like, yes. Sure. Mm-hmm. Have a great night. Thank you so much. <laughs> and <laughs> I was just like, damn, I've never gotten a speeding ticket before in my life. Well, you know, making up for lost time, I guess. I don't know. But um, I mean, that's the whole point of speeding is to make it for lost time. But anyways, it's uh, <laughs> just put that one together. But I just couldn't believe it. I got pulled over in Wisconsin because I stopped to get beer to take over the UP, even though they have delicious beer there, too, because I needed to get to the fish fry. That's why I sped. And if anyone understands a Friday fish fry, they understand it's done by eight. One must hurry it up. So yes. anyways. Because somebody is having a fish fry doesn't mean that they're going to have fish there when you get there. When you get there. Exactly. And they shut it down by the time mom and I got there. I feel like it was like 745. The fish fry, I think, is supposed to go till eight. We got there and they, my mom's like, she spoke to the, the waitress. She was like, look, do you have any more fish fry? And she was like, we do, but we're done. And my mom's like, look, we got a speeding ticket trying to get here. And the woman went and got us the fish fry. We were the last orders that they put in. It rushed out. Everyone was happy. We tipped heavy on that one because I was not about to walk away without a fish fry. Because that's the other thing. You don't get a fish fry the next day. You don't get it on Saturday. They often don't offer it. And you also don't want it because that shit is all timed. Like, (laughs) oh, anyways. Well, it was so funny trying to explain that, like people who aren't from Wisconsin, and I'm including the UP in this because I know the UP does this as well, but people who aren't from there, when you tell them that you want to go for fish fry, they're just like, oh, I'm not really in the mood for that. We could do that tomorrow. I'm like, no, you can't. You actually can't. You can't. (laughs) You will not get this food tomorrow. If you wanted the, the perch this tonight is the night you are going to get it or you are not going to get it. It's not going to happen. It's if it's seriously though, like you can order some walleye another day. I don't know how it's going to be prepared. No Mm -hmm. idea what it's going to come out with, but when I order it on a Friday, I know exactly what's coming. I know exactly how it's going to be prepared. I know how many pieces we're going to get. I can tell it's going to fill a family with one dish, but you're going to eat it all yourself. And that is a total difference. That fish fry basket is different. God it is. dang it. Absolutely. Oh. 
I Absolutely. Feel like referencing Pat Purdy, like, get with my program. But, <laughs> but I'm going to tell him that the next time that I'm trying to get him to get his ass moving so that we can go get the fish fry the night that it's available. Like, get with my program. Program. And he'll understand. But you know what? I just love that my entire family, my entire family, two different people from this family texted me, the fish fry's done. Like, there's. <laughs> <laughs> but we were driving and I was like, Mom! <laughs> Text them back. We're on our way. Like we're gonna make it. And that the waitress still understood when my mom was whispering to her, like, "Look, you got any more fish fry?" And they found those pieces. It was delightful, and the oil was not old because they knew to change that oil midday. But that that whole place—I say midday, but mid meal. But like, it was packed. The place that we went to in the middle of nowhere Bessemer like when I turned on the roads I was like there's no light I gotta put my brights on and out of nowhere you're like on a street in Bessemer which is a teeny tiny city we're gonna say it's a city but it's it's a town and I kind of didn't think it existed my GPS stopped working you know what I mean and this mm-hmm. place is packed packed kids everywhere napkins everywhere it was a it was delicious anyways it's a good sign but that's the reason I have some of these beers left over. Everyone drank my new Glarus. Everyone drank the champagne. But I have a couple of these Lonely Blondes. And it's a Minnesota beer, not a Wisconsin beer. And that's what I think why it remained in my bag. Fair. But I'm having them now. And I like the tie into grapefruit in which you're having. So. Yes. Yeah. That was Hopefully a long-winded story. I was going to say, uh, we didn't even plan that in advance. No, we didn't. So... What so in the past month, what have you been crafting on? Well, I'd love to tell you guys about it. It's called My Life. It's really cool. <laughs> um, it's really cool. It's really cool. So um, basically, I've, I've separated, broken up with my um, partner, Chris. And in that, you kind of forget how much stuff you need after you end a partnership. And to be fair, I ended one partnership and wound up in another one kind of right quick. And I didn't plan it as such, but I just went with the flow and I thought that was a great idea. But it wasn't a great idea when I'm making repeat trips to Ikea and building Ikea furniture by myself. So that was the only only thing I learned out of that one. Um, But (laughs) (laughs) no no regrets, no regrets. But um, I've been honestly cleaning out my space um I've decided to keep the place that we shared um he found another spot and he took a lot of things with him but I still needed a couch I still needed a table I still needed a bed like there's just tons of stuff that kind of required that so in some ways I've been designing my life and it's been good it's actually like one of the best feelings in the world is having a place completely to yourself I've never had that feeling before um with the exception of college but even then you're sharing like it's in my experience room, it was, yeah. yeah I had a dorm room experience which is yes this is my room but I can't do anything permanent to it because someone else is going to get it and I also still have to share a bathroom with a bunch of people and you know things like that so that has been my creative output like our creative uh project of sorts that I've been yeah. pouring all of that energy into um and then I did get to keep a dog. Her name is Tubi. And she and I have been um, turning into Thelma and Louise, just getting real <laughs> intense with things. Um, 
but you know, that's taken a lot of time too. And we also had like that wedding last weekend. And I would say the one thing I have crafted that was awesome is for this wedding, I repurposed a number of bandanas I had from a big event at work that were no longer going to be used. And they were kind of some tough colors like brown and taupe, some weird colors that no kids want. But we reused those for that wedding um, as well as I helped make the flower crowns. Um, for the girls for it in the wedding, as well as uh, help set up the food. And I brought a lot of blankets and tapestries I never used. So I was really pumped that I got all that stuff out and got to do yeah. something with it. Yeah. So those, those are my creative projects right now, helping others yeah. and helping myself. What about you? What are you up to? I am making, I'm be- so I, I finished the uh, Shockwaves shawl that I've been working on since my trip to Europe and I posted it on our Instagram Um, but I absolutely love it I'm super happy with it it's the only I think I told you it's the only project that I've ever done where people like random people who don't do crafts at all like random people on airplanes complimented me on my color choices cool Um, yeah that was weird like when people did that I was like what um, especially oh, because like they're not really um, like this is still not a garment well oh, maybe it's a garment that people would buy in a store but it's you know it's a really really oversized like blanket scarf thing um, and it is kind of like I don't know how to describe it kind of uh, just a little it's unusual right like the shape is unusual I'll say this it's also a very visual piece so, like, often when people are knitting stuff, I really don't know what they're doing unless I'm yeah. getting real up close with them, and that's kind of weird. But <laughs> in some ways, like, I think that your piece is really inviting because it has such strong line work on it. Like, as, as yeah. I say line work, but a uh, linear pattern that yes, is... Yes, strong geometric pattern. Yeah. Yeah. And so people are immediately drawn to that because they want to understand what that is because it doesn't look like, you know, a grandma, a Mima sweater. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it looks really interesting so I think that in some ways it was a more visual piece than anything else you've made before other than like the cardigan that cardigan yeah yeah it's um it's visually interesting and you can kind of see a a pattern coming out of it that's very strong geometrically I think that's part of the reason that I like it too is that I am I don't know as I as I settle more into the things that I like and feeling comfortable knowing what I like, I really like strong geometric patterns. I like things that are either, they can be low contrast as long as they're geometric or they can be high contrast, but I don't really like, um, like when people generate, like crochet is really good for making like these organic flowing forms. That's not me. Like it's just not, my style. It's not what I prefer. Um, it's not what I'm drawn to. So okay, I can like individual items that are made that way. But as a rule, I am not drawn to them in any way. You know. Um, so yes, yeah, so I finished the shockwave shawl. Obviously, it's been quite warm, so I haven't worn it. But I am super pumped about wearing it as the weather turns colder, which I know that this is Um, it's only knitters and crocheters that tend to have this attitude, but I love when the weather gets colder. I love the days getting shorter. I love the, the, all the snuggliness that comes with that. I love it. I love it. I love it. 
I think that it is a coping mechanism to start <laughs> these crafts and to be into these crafts because of our climate. And I think, um, you know, I just don't know that many knitters in LA. They're also driving a whole bunch. So they can't, they don't have that time, but like they're, you know, the people I know that do crafts, there are like, I don't know, like hat makers and, you know, weavers and things like yeah, things say, that I don't require people who like weave and sew. Probably. They weave and sew. Yeah. Um, but like, and felting a little bit because that's a little bit smaller handwork thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say that I think it's a coping mechanism and a wonderful one because it does make you excited because then you're not getting hot when you're working on stuff. It, you get to see, you know, the gradual growth of a project really fast because as the, you know, as the sunlight fades away and you just have nighttime, you can focus on your projects a bit. I don't know. I dig it. I totally dig it. I, I interrupted, but continue. No, 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 this is totally, it's, it's funny. I, I don't love summer and I've never loved summer. I don't think like maybe as a little kid, I liked it because it was my birthday, but like, like I was going to say, it's like your birthday girl. Day. Yeah. I, and you know, I love my birthday. Um, but I think I just, as I, I, especially when I hit puberty and I started like sweating, like it was my job, like summer was just always gross. Like I felt gross. I felt like I just, ugh. um, and then you add on top of that, the fact that I now have a job, like a real person who doesn't get the summer off, um, that only makes summer extra gross, you know? Um, and the things that tend to be fun about summer are not things that I get to do a huge amount of, like, it's just not some, it's not the way that my life is built. Um, but fall and winter certainly are. Um, so, so yeah, it is probably a coping mechanism for, for dealing with the reality that I've chosen to live in, which is wintertime. And I'm not sad about it. Not at all. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like it. So what else are you working on? So because I finished the shockwaves, um, it gave me the opportunity to go back to the penny cardigan, which is the kit that you got me, um, which is a gingham sweater pattern from um, Wool and the Gang. So the, um, the sweater is basically a stockinette cardigan so it's it's just a plain it's almost as if like any any cardigan that you would normally get at a store is going to be knit in stockinette so it's a nice flat fabric and then um the the sweater is constructed where the stockinette is quite loose so as you're making it it seems like you're making something that's gigantic but then um you weave um yarn into it to make the gingham pattern on top of the stockinette sweater and that mm-hmm. tightens up the gauge so that it is more the size and shape that you want it to be. So it's kind of one of those things where you just have to go on faith that if you make all the pieces the way that it tells you to and you get all the right measurements along the way, that in the end, it's all going to turn out the way that you want, which is not something that most knitters do. Like most knitters kind of like see as they go, like, is this sock going to fit or is this hat a ridiculous size? But it's a it's a type of um, process that I think probably um, felters are more used to because when you're making something that you're going to felt, uh, it doesn't look like the final product until you're done felting it. You know. Truth. Um, but yeah, so I went back to the penny cardigan um, and I am making it in the wool and the gang shiny happy cotton in colors that Miranda helped me pick out because I didn't want. Um, mm-hmm. 
the pattern, like the, the promo pictures for the pattern were very, very um, kitschy. Like it was a bright yellow and white or a bright red and white. Ketchup and, so, and mustard. Exactly. I keep saying it and I still <laughs> feel that way. <laughs> and like visually, it was, it worked exactly as it should have for an ad because visually I was like, yes, I like that. So eye catching. I want that. And then as I was trying to pick colors, I was like, I don't actually want those colors though. Like I, it got me in, but it's not what I wanted for me. And so Miranda helped me pick out a sort of muted, um, almost like a, it's like a rose blush. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a rose blush color. And then, and that one is called cameo rose. And then there's an orange color that's also kind of muted actually like it's not a bright orange but it's not a dim or I don't know maybe true orange I don't know um so it's a blush pink and orange and the orange I think is called like bizarre orange or something mm-hmm. um and it's not blush and bashful but it is not blush and bashful <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sorry I look I look forward to saying that anytime anytime, anytime we're talking about blush as a blush bashful okay what am I waiting for Blush and bashful. Um, So if you don't know what we're talking about, you youngins need to go see Steel Magnolias. And I don't really want any excuses about how you're not into that type of movie. Um, (laughs) Everyone uh, should watch that movie. Everybody should watch the movie. Um, So the, um, the only sad news I have about my penny cardigan is I've said, I know don't it's, it's fixable. It's totally fixable, but (gasps) I um, I played myself and on my Ravelry page, you know, so I on Ravelry, you can keep project notes and I love to keep project notes on Ravelry because then I don't have to at any place that I am any um, anywhere that I happen to be, I can check to see like what needle size I was using for which part of the project and did I get gauge with whatever and like did I modify the pattern in some way on one part of it that I'm gonna have to match on the other part and I never I've never messed that up before but this time I did so in the pattern the pattern calls for you to use two different needle sizes so you're supposed to use a a small needle for the ribbing which makes sense because you're trying to make the ribbing really tight and hold its shape and then a different needle size for the body of the fabric. Cause like I said, you want to make that loose so that you can weave other fibers into it. Well, when I tried to use the needle, the recommended needle sizes um, for the small size, my gauge was correct. But for the big size, my gauge was way off and I had to go down several needle sizes. Well, I wrote that into the pattern, like on my paper pattern that I got mm-hmm. from the company, I wrote that in, but for God knows what, what reason I put on my Ravelry page, the original needle sizes. So when I went, I, so I did, um, before leaving the project, like the first time I picked up the project, I made the back and the two front panels of the cardigan. Then I set it aside, worked on other stuff. Now that I'm back, I picked up the sleeve. And instead of looking at the paper pattern, like a smart person, I looked at my incorrect notes page on Ravelry and used the wrong needle size. So I finished an entire sleeve in the wrong needle size. Damn. Yeah. um, I realized that approximately 
10 minutes before we sat down to record. <laughs> Are you frogging it right now? Right now. <laughs> oh, man. I need live time course correction. That's that's hard. And well, oh, man, I can't tell you how many times I, I just give up. I'm just one of those people. I'm like, got another project. See you later. I'll deal with this later. Like, that's what I normally do. I normally put it in the naughty corner because it knows what it did. <laughs> And I will come back to it another time. However, um, because I've been gone from the project for so long, it hardly feels like I've even done any work on it. So I'm not really mad at it. So, and um, <laughs> this is kind of a silly attitude to have about it, but it is my attitude about it. Um, I'm about to go um, on a trip for Labor Day weekend. And I was wondering what project I was going to take with me and what project I was going to work on because I don't really have the time to like swatch anything and I don't want to take like all of my needles because like what if the recommended needle size is wrong and blah 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 like it was just a I didn't really want to do any pre-planning I wanted to just have something like the shockwave shawl where I just pick up a pattern pick up the needles and the gauge doesn't really matter and move on um and I wasn't going to take this sweater because I thought, well, I only have the um, other sleeve left to do and then seaming and embroidery. And I don't really know if that's what I feel like doing. But now I've got two sleeves in it. So that'll keep me busy <laughs> while I'm there. Oh, man. Yeah, you're going to be, well. It won't keep I, me too busy. Actually, the sleeves don't take, they didn't, it didn't take me very long. And it's enjoyable to do because it doesn't really also, take that much. It's also stocking it, so it's just not yeah. as mindful, right? Like, oh, exactly. It's not like this complicated cable pattern where I'm going to get distracted because I'm talking to people and then look back and realize that, like, three hours ago I crossed a cable in the wrong direction. And I'm like, right. you know. No, and I was going to say, like, you could definitely still enjoy a, a nice, you know, Bud Light Orange well, doing this. You I'm your kidding. Bud Light Orange. <laughs> Blow. Uh, I'm kidding. I have not had it in a while. Um, when Chris moved out, I think he took the last bottle of that. Um, oh, sorry. Mine, I now don't have air conditioning on in the house, so I can hear wild people outside just wiling out. I was going to say that. I thought it sounded like a cat. No, that was definitely a person, I think, probably on a scooter, because scooter culture is – well, not scooter culture. The street scooters are – like, people are just wilding out on those things. Mm -hmm. uh, I hate them. I well, I've been to it. so many cities where they're just like scattered across the, like either across the sidewalk or they've blown into the street. Like it's, Ooh. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan because I lived in LA where like everyone was really into bird scooters and things. And now there's like, you know, lots of brands of them and everything. But after a while, they just got trashed. Yeah. Because LA was so big they weren't able to pick up those scooters and get them fixed and organized. So Minneapolis is a lot smaller and they're on top of it, but oh, nice. it's, a, it's nice, but I'm still not over it. So anyways, <laughs> back there. Um, anyways, continue. <laughs> oh, well that's, that's everything that I, I messed up my sleeve and I'm okay with it. Cause you know, I didn't, uh, I don't, I don't feel like I did like a huge amount of work on it. And so emotionally I'm just like devastated that I, messed it up it's like oh well you know I made a mistake but I looked at all the rest of my pieces that I already knit and those don't have mistakes so you know 
it's not the worst that could happen. Um, and I fixed my mistake on the Ravelry page, so I won't do this to myself again. Good. <laughs> it's always good. a plus. I yeah. Just have to, I have to add to this a little bit, just that it's one thing when you're knitting something or making something because you need to wear it. Mm-hmm. And that stress, you're just like, oh, fuck this. And you're just like, I'll deal with it later because it's already not going to get done on time or whatever. Yeah. Or it's just so frustrating. I'll deal with this another time. But it's because we're in that weird transitory, transitional time. It is transitional like, season. Oh, my God. It's windy and cold, and I am definitely wearing a sweatshirt and jeans today. And yesterday, Tubi, when we were out on a walk, she was like, we need to go inside. It's too windy. <laughs> and I was like, what is it? It was 65 degrees all day. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. It's coming. Well, and I love it, but it's scaring me because it's August. It's supposed to be hot as balls out here. And it's oh, it not... will be. It will be again. I Well, yeah, I shouldn't jinx myself. But anyways, there is something great about working on a project that is not due. Yes. And you yes. have a little bit of more time to work with it. And that's why, like, I'm in this place where I, after packing up and moving a lot of stuff around and another person moving out, I've discovered all the projects I've sidelined. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I better get a get a move on these because some of these would be really delightful for people to have in the wintertime versus like, you know, get a nice quilt in summer, you know? So yeah. there's some things that are good for timing, but right now we're in that beautiful weather of do whatever the heck you want because you don't need it, but it'd yeah. be nice to have it done in time. And there's something really cool about that. Indeed. While we're talking about people who made things, I wanted to shout out one of our listeners who shouted us out on Instagram. Oh, Deanna. Yeah. Ah, she's awesome. She is so good. And her bento bag uh, that she just came up like, well, she did her own pattern for it mm-hmm. based on kind of some stuff that we were doing. But she had also done bento bags previously. Yeah. So. That's why I think it's awesome that she kind of like revisited her own pattern mm-hmm. and um, she made a really cute one. I want to say it was like a Nintendo print or a it looked like Pokemon a, yeah. print. I, I, I don't think remember. it was Pokemon. I think, mm, I I didn't, Nintendo, I'm not sure but. that I recognize the, the fabric pattern itself because I'm not a cool kid, but let me see. But it was definitely a really cool thing to see her like revisit and rework her own pattern i also love that she was like guess what who's getting these gifts everybody like something silly like that oh you know what it is it's um it it is like mm, i don't know how to describe it but it's like marvel characters that are really tiny they're like cartoony i don't want to say like super deformed but they're like they're they're illustrated differently yeah i dig it yeah it's like illustrated um marvel they are darn cute. Wow, that's really cute. I love it. We should ask for an update. So, Deanna, if you do listen, and I think you do, because thanks. But um, <laughs> I would love to see what else you make and what sizes you make. Mm-hmm. And I'd also love to hear just, like, you know, your notes on your pattern and stuff, because I could definitely use an update on mine, too. I definitely had my own challenges doing bento bags this past year. So... I would like to get back to it. And now that I'm living alone, there ain't no excuse for me to not have bento bags for my produce when I go to the farmer's market or elsewhere. Yeah. Official. Yeah. I no longer I, have to argue with somebody else about it. It's all on me. 
Well, and I, I've also been trying to be better about um, just any of the packaging that I use for anything, you know, so um, I've, I've been somebody who takes um, reusable bags to grocery stores and stuff. But there have been times where, you know, I'm carrying something to work or I'm carrying something to somebody else. Um, or I'm trying to keep stuff organized in my bag that I've used kind of like whatever plastic bags happen to be lying around. But I don't have that anymore because I haven't been collecting them from a grocery store in the first place. So I'm putting all the stuff that I have made or that you have given me to much better use, which I like. So. I'll take that. Yeah. So um, I think I will save it. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that something arrived in the mail, which is gorgeous, but I will save it for next time, which is the new pom pom quarterly. Mm. And this, this quarter and granted it's because I feel like we can postpone it because this is the fall issue and it's, I'm not accept. Mm. I'm not fall is, it's not fall yet. So Mm -hmm. hold our horses. I like everything coming in its own due season, but this um, this uh, issue was inspired by the sea and water, and they have um, oh. the magazine wrapped in this paper that is like this beautiful water print, which is lovely. Um, and yeah, so I will I will hold on to that for for next time. But I already did like the Ravelry sneak peek and the pattern. They're so pretty. I love how excited you get for it. It's not something I do, but I love getting getting excited watching you get excited. Oh, that's well, and cool. they are definitely always um, branching out. So I think the last um, issue they had more crochet patterns than they typically do. Um, sorry, my microphone keeps rotating around. Um, so they had more crochet patterns than they typically would, um, and they did some. Um, classes with the woman who t- who wrote those patterns, who I think is named Issa Katapian. Um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name correctly, but I believe that that's what it looks like it says to me. Um, and she does sort of like this modern looking crochet, like it's uh, j- just sort of like a rethinking of how you use crochet, um, which is super cool. And she's designed a couple different things for them in different issues, but so they they are they definitely incorporate crochet, um, but with this particular issue, I don't know what their other craft is because they always try to add a story about some other kind of craft. So I don't know what it is this time, but I will keep you guys posted. So yeah, moving on to gold stars. Do you do you have one that you would like to share, or would you like me to go first? Um, feel free to go first. I have two, but go ahead. You're you got you're in momentum. Go ahead. <laughs> you're already talking. Just keep going. Yeah. Um, well, so I thought about it a lot because obviously we've been um, not, we have not recorded in a while. And so there are many things that could come up as gold stars. But I think the one that really takes the cake for me right now is the fact that it is tomato season. And the tomatoes are so, 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 so good. So, um, a woman who works in my lab um, gardens and she does it just for pleasure. She just really enjoys gardening. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've tried that life. It's not my life. I can't do it. I'm super, super bad at it because I just don't like the reason that I haven't killed my cat is because my cat frequently demands attention and she's cute. 
Right. Like <laughs> I would long ago have forgotten my responsibility to her if she were not both of those things. I can handle dogs because dogs are like always around and like, hey, buddy, hey, buddy, hey, buddy. What's going on? But yeah. Feed plants. Me. No. And in fact, the only reason I haven't killed the little cactus, the little succulent that's in my planter is because it can be ignored and it's best off ignored. Um, so I'm terrible at it. And um, but and I really, really value people who are good at it and who have figured out how to, like, make their plot of land work for what they want to grow. And so um, and it just so happens that the woman who works in my lab has similar taste in tomatoes to me. So she tends to like the sweeter ones. So she gave me these. Um, one was called a Hungarian heart, and it's actually sort of like shaped like a heart. Um, one was a purple Cherokee, and then two were kind of this on the outside. Actually, on, on the inside, too, the tomato is variegated uh, yellow and red. So it was just gorgeous when you cut it for a sandwich or a salad. Like it just was beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. So, um, but she gave me like four. The other thing that's really lovely about these tomatoes is they're gigantic, right? So she gave me four tomatoes and that made four jars of tomato jam plus like three days worth of just tomato salads, which are, are my favorite. Um, so it is tis the season and I'm super thrilled about it. Um, and as an honorable mention, I figured out, you know, like when people grow zucchini and the zucchini grows bigger than you want it to, a lot of Those times big woody ones. Yeah. Well, so that's what, um, everybody talks about, but I've had, so I had a friend give me a giant zucchini before I realized that that was what people complained about. Um, Ooh. so I didn't, she, I got one from a friend of mine, like, eight or nine years ago. And then I tried to grow some myself, but I got like a dry mold, a dry fungus that killed everything off. And then, um, my, my lab mate, um, brought in her gigantic zucchini, which she had ignored unlike the tomatoes. And, um, I looked online to see what she could do with them. And, um, one of the thing, one of the things that I found was that, um, obviously like just cutting them up and sauteing them like you normally would is not going to work very well. But the recommendation was to peel the zucchini until it's you get through all the green skin. So the dark green, but also that lighter green that develops until you get back to the color that you're used to a zucchini being and then take okay. all the seeds out. And then I shredded that and um, I dried it in a tea towel like I use a tea towel to like squish out all the extra moisture and I sauteed it and it was fine um oh, cool. and I also used it in zucchini bread which of course like zucchini bread covers all oh, sauce I dang it I love zucchini bread good call great call so yeah honorable mention to to interwebs for um preventing me from just like saying screw it and making it into a zucchini boat, which is kind of what everybody um, automatically thinks you have to do is like, oh, you can't eat this vegetable. Like it's kind of gone past its prime. I'm sure there are some varieties that are like that. And if I had to guess, I would say that this particular person that I know probably picked a, a varietal that is more forgiving and doesn't make crappy vegetables. But um, 
by the same token, like she was sure that they were probably going to be really hard to eat. And it was not, I, I, I didn't slice it, right? Like I shredded it um, and then sauteed it and topped it with uh, garlic, salt, and Parmesan. Actually, it was Pecorino because I didn't have any Parmesan around. But let me tell you, there's very little that a good hard dry cheese isn't going to save. So Right? I completely agree with that. And the other thing I will say about the good hard dry cheeses is that they don't mold. Right? So it's expensive to buy them. But once you have them, like if you buy a brick of it, like I've had, I've had it go moldy. If you buy like the, and this is no shame on Costco, but you buy like the, the Costco, like pre-shredded one, I've seen that mold. But if you just buy a piece and shred it as you need it, I've had mine in my fridge for several months, (laughs) like many, many months and there's no mold anywhere on it. So yeah, nice. a, a long-winded gold star and sub-gold star, but, you know. Yay, end All of right. summer bounty. <laughs> it is, we are in the harvest, so I did that. Oh, um, so good. It's going to be even better real soon. We're going to get a mm. whole bunch of apples. I'm going to get so much more stuff. Oh, God, I'm excited. Uh, sorry, this is a Midwest excitement. It is. Yes! <laughs> Oh, I love right, going so to the wait. I love going to the um orchard and getting the apples that stay good over the winter. Yes. And then good in the point. middle of winter you're like, I have a fresh apple. It's just as delicious Bam. as the day it was picked. So good. Okay, sorry, I interrupted. Oh no, no. Um I'll just do my gold stars kind of quick. I'm trying to wrap this up real quick. Um first one you I don't have two. To, you don't have to be quick. You got a little bit of time. Oh. I just, you know, trying to keep it to the You're point. trying to be mindful. Yep. Yeah. Um, so my first one is going to go out to having girl gangs. And I say girl gangs, but also just friend groups. But it's so important, especially because I'm going through this breakup and everything like that, that I finally reached out and asked for help. And not only did I ask for help, but I, I thought I would cover it up as a party. Like, I was like, hey, guys, who wants to come over and help me build things and eat pizza and whatever? People will come over whether they need to help you or not. But I was so beside myself with the group of girls that came over that, you know, not all of them know each other, but they all hung out and we just had the best time and they all helped me build furniture. One girl made all of my dining room chairs. And um, it is something I continue to think about as every day passes by when, you know, you might have a feeling of being alone or a feeling of like, you're not sure what you're doing. I just think about like all these people that came out to celebrate and have a good time and eat cheap pizza and Lord, they help put things together and make this house feel great. So I just have to get, maybe not everyone else goes through these feelings, but like there is something to say about having a really strong friend group and to continue to rely on them. And then also to be the people that show up, you know, holding on to, you know, making space and, actually honoring those promises of showing up and doing things and not canceling. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned a lot from my friends showing up to help me with stuff that how much I can do myself to really help and um, support other people. You never know what's going to happen in their lives and showing up is really important. It is. And showing up is super important. It is. And it's just, 
um, we're in a very flaky culture, which I'm not a, against. Sometimes I love canceling on plans. I love it. <laughs> I, my friend P and I used to love canceling on each other because we both knew we would understand, you know, like that was like a, a mutual weird thing. But like, there's times that, you know, you really just need to continue to show whether or not that's convenient or not to you. But I couldn't believe my friends coming through so strong, full of life with booze, with treats, with ice cream cakes. <laughs> like Oh, ice cream uh, cake, man. Uh, there is nothing in this world that ice cream cake does not improve. Uh, Literally nothing. It is the number one celebration item in my life. If someone's like champagne or ice cream cake, I'll be like, ice cream cake, ice you cream dummy. A <laughs> hundred times, yes. Um, so I do not care the season. Right. <laughs> in fact, one <laughs> Just, of the most genius things that I ever heard of was the the local ice cream place in Ypsilanti, Michigan, Go Ice Cream, deciding to do um, special flavors of ice cream pie for Thanksgiving and Christmas. I was like, that is goddamn genius. Smart. So good. And Bought their it. delivery and time. Fine. Their delivery time. Fucking fantastic. <laughs> Go no, ice, ice cream. cream. It's not just a name. <laughs> <laughs> Go ice cream. Um, no, I'm someone who will eat ice cream year round. There's nothing about it that says to me, you can't have it in winter. Not at all. Um, the other honorable, I wouldn't even say honorable mention. It's a hundred percent regular gold star is to our mom, Linda Williams, for showing the fuck up and being the hardest, strongest, baddest bitch I know because she can, she's, uh, Lord knows, I'm not going to say her age, but she is still ride or die until three in the morning. Yeah, she when is. You, when you want to do stuff, she's like, let's do it. You want to, you want to move something? You want to set some carpets down? You want to move some furniture? She's in it. And she did that for me. Like she came over this weekend and she was just moving stuff, fixing things, suggesting with confidence, but also like giving me my space to organize and get my ideas right. But she is there to cheerlead you on. She is there to move things without complaints and then to still love on you and your dog and your, you know, going out to eat. Oh, fucking fantastic. I couldn't believe it. But on uh, Monday night, she was leaving Tuesday morning. She stayed up with me till 2 a.m. Marie Kondo folding all of my clothes. Because she didn't want me to be overwhelmed by the unpacking of my things. And you know what? You need a Linda Williams in your life. I was like, Mom, most people need a Linda Williams in their life. That's true. Yeah. I highly recommend it. (laughs) I highly recommend having Linda Williams in your life. But if you don't have direct Linda Williams, find that person in your life. Be friends with them. And uh, you'll laugh a lot harder and you'll have a really good time. Meanwhile, she Marie Kondoed all of my stuff. After taking our dog out for dinner, because it was National Dog Day, and she was very adamant about making sure that Tubi got her own meal, you know, and I just love her heart so dang much, and she just reminds me how to be a good person, so, yeah, overall, girl gang is my gold star, but (laughs) I'm lucky that mine involves friends and my mom. It's true. It is true. Not a bad thing. Anyway, that's it for now. Yeah, that is. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening and joining us. And thanks for your patience while we sorted our shit out throughout the month of August. (laughs) Um, You know, uh, we said that it was going to be monthly and we're keeping that promise. Um, 
So if you want to find us on the interwebs, um, you can find us on Instagram as Stitchcraft Sisters. Um, we have a website, which is stitchcraftsisters.com, which also has all of our um, posts and show notes. Um, and so you can find like more details about what we talk about. Um, we try to link everything in Instagram, but like not everything has a hashtag or a link. So if it's a website link, it will be um, on the show notes on the website. Um, yeah, and we have a Ravelry page that I look at every once in a while. Like I'm on Ravelry all the time, but you know, the the podcast doesn't really um, speak only to the kind of people who would be on Ravelry. So I don't pay a huge amount of attention to the Ravelry page, but I check in every once in a while. So if, if people do start joining, I will notice. Um, and if you comment on anything, I will be notified. So I'm happy to be more participatory. It just seems like our listeners tend to, more toward Instagram than Ravelry. Um, yeah, so thanks for listening. And we will, you'll, we'll, we'll see you next time. We won't see you anywhere unless you <laughs> tell us <laughs> that that's who you are. Um, but hopefully you'll hear us soon. Yep. Monthly. Monthly. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Like when I really need a podcast to get through all my projects and ideas, I look back and think about us going, oh, man, we owe everybody a podcast. We do. Like, you know, you go, you go through your list of subscriptions when you're really busy, like, you know, painting your house, cleaning your house, doing things. Long shit. Yeah, exactly. And then I was like, oh, I'm that person. Leave that yeah. hole in your subscription list. Yeah. Just kidding. I, the Internet right. will fill it. But you know. it's true. Other things are out there. But, um, yeah, it would be it would be good if we could keep our our regularity. So we're going to try. All right. Bye guys. Bye.